It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist, 
with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. 
The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. I'm a creep. I'm a 
Welcome back, fuckers, to another episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am V. Lynn. Mick is not here. Mick is a St. Patrick's Day meeting, which he went late to avoid the small talk because, you know, he's only social with y'all, not with anybody else. But our good friend Ghost has come to join us. What's up, Ghost? What's up, fuckers? Thanks for having me back. Hey, thanks for coming back. And turn this into an annual event here for the month of March. Yeah, <laughs> end, absolutely. End of February. I, re- yeah. I remembered to wear my, I remember to wear my shirt. Last, last time I was on, I, I forgot to wear the shirt. So okay, there you go. So what's Government been going on in your world? Virus. It is. Uh, not much. Uh, just started actually taking the new show uh, live. We haven't locked in a, a, an exact time, but we usually go live on Sundays. Uh, shout out to Tara. Tara was in one of the chats for a little b- while on on one of the lives. And uh, I got to give a, a little shout out to Def Griffin, who uh, just made an appearance on the Pod Moms podcast over on uh, Deplorable Nation. So yeah. uh, congrats on uh, spreading your wings and getting your feet wet and you know, you were in good hands there with uh with Janet. She she's a loving person. So, but other other than that, um, yeah, just just same old same old rocking rocking and just love being here and sitting behind the mic. Heck yeah, I hear that. I uh I spend most of my well, I spend my morning behind the mic and then my evening behind the mic and in between I'm running around this place like a freaking crazy person getting shit done. I was burning leaves and making antennas today, so it was fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, I have, I planted one garden out, but the second one, my older son and I fenced in the other day. I still have to put the ceiling on it. Um, but I was like, I wanted to spread wood ash in there. Cause I'm going to have a lot of like cucumbers and, you know, squashes and things in there. And I was like, well, fuck, you know, it's such a pain in the ass to carry wood ash in there. And I have all these leaves. What if I just pile up all the leaves and just burn them in there? So that's what I did. Cause the garden's yeah, up. Make, so, yeah. make, make the whole neighborhood smell like marijuana. Well, not those kinds of leaves, like, you know, regular leaves. <laughs> oh, but that, that was the story is when we were kids, oh, marijuana smells like burnt leaves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I smell like a campfire. That's fine. Because you yeah. like weed. So speaking uh-huh. of, you want to get hot? I know. You just drank. Shit already. Okay. Well, um, we, uh, we changed the whole thing around. Although normally now we changed it so we eat dinner before the show. Because my older son was bitching because he's like, I'm not hungry that late at night, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, you want to do dinner before the show? He was like, yeah. So the next day I had dinner ready at five o'clock and he was like, but I'm going to my girlfriend's house. I was like, oh, hell no, you're not. You best be back here at five o'clock to sit down and eat dinner because you were the one that bitched about it. And then I was like, oh, I kind of like this because now I'm not like rushing to get dinner ready after the show and we're not eating at fucking 10 o'clock at night. And, uh, you know. But, um, but then, you know, we have to have our after dinner bowl. So that's how that works. Absolutely. So I got a new kitchen gadget that I'm obsessed with. Oh yeah. What's and that? I'm probably kind of late to the game. I got an instant pot. One of those pressure cookers. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Huh. Huh. Changing life, game huh? changer. You know, it changed my whole life. Have you gotten, I can't wait. Have you gotten What's an that? air fryer yet? Oh, I've had an air fryer. I've had the, the rice cooker. Uh, started seeing these uh, advertisements and I'm a sucker for gadgets 
And I was like, man, maybe I think I want one. So I'm looking really forward to doing uh, the corned beef this year. Nice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I am as well because, um, you know, we're Irish. So, in fact, we have a party to go. Well, Mick's going to a party on Saturday or a, an event on Saturday. And then we're going to a party on Sunday, um, the first St. Patrick's Day party. I think we're voting in the grand marshal for the parade. It's a big deal. Like normally for years, for years until Savannah went hard blue, which they totally changed. I mean, they did that shit on purpose. Anyway, um, it was pretty much assumed that whoever the last grand marshal was, was going to be the next mayor. Like that's how that went. So um, basically your mayoral candidates were the grand marshals from the previous four parades that Makes was sense. it that was just that's that was who it was going to be it was like it was like the mayoral election was held by the saint patrick's day parade committee <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like five months before the election <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and it's a big deal like they campaign for this shit for a whole year beforehand i mean because it's it's an election to be the grand marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And this is the 200th parade. It's going to be huge. But I just found out they're doing the parade on Saturday. For the first time ever, they are not doing it on St. Patrick's Day. Because of the leap year. It's really fucked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my birthday doesn't even fall on the first day of spring. It falls the day, day before because of the leap year. So. so weird. So weird. Like they always do it on the 17th. Even if the 17th falls on a Sunday, they do it on the 17th. But this year, I guess because it's the 200th and, you know, the big crowd coming in, they are they're doing it on the 16th. So, um, well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you if it's the 200th, should probably be the 201st. Am I correct? Because they, they skipped one. Yep. They skipped one. Yep. Um, so. But you're expecting that 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 big of a crowd, mm. you know, I, I'd weigh on the side of caution. Do it on a Saturday. That way everybody can get fucking shit faced. I want it technically. I think they skipped two. Hmm. I mean, they did a limited one the second year. Like they canceled it the first year. Um, but, and I think they just did a limited one the second year. And it was just, they counted it, but it wasn't like the big crowds and everything. It was just like the, all of the events and stuff that we normally do going up to St. Patrick's Day. Cause it's a big religious thing too. I mean, it's not mm -hmm. just the parade, there's all kinds of, masses and ceremonies and you know the greening of the fountain there's like four parades before the freaking saint patrick's day parade and we're in all of them so i mean it's it's crazy it's it's wild yeah it's a lot i only celebrate i only celebrate the holiday because you you little crazy fuckers help help scotland out and you know hey that that's my ancestral heritage <laughs> i'm grateful because if, if it wasn't for ireland we would have never got our got our freedom True that. True that. And look, Ireland is still fighting for theirs. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, now they're fighting for their freedom from all the migrants. Um, yeah. And the Irish are putting in some crazy ass bills. Crazy ass bills going through the parliament there. Like uh, this hate speech bill coming up in there. Mm -hmm. um, where basically the government can just determine that whatever they don't like is hate speech and they put you in jail. Yeah. Yeah, long way away from freedom, huh? Just, just a smidge. <laughs> Maybe the uh, 
They the Irish Republican Army had it right all along. Right? I mean, the Irish wonder why their largest export is people. Yeah. It's true. Their largest export is What do is we know? People, right? No shit. <laughs> they just, they have yet to figure out that if they, or maybe, I don't know, they've yet to figure out if they just come over the southern border, they get, you know, thousands of dollars and free transportation and um, food and lodging and medical care and um, they can just say they're, you know, from Argentina. Well, I, I I'm going to start that. doing that here, here real soon. I'm just going to be like a repeat of uh, border crosser. You, you get, I mean, five grand adds up real quick. I mean, you hop over, hop back, hop over, hop back. Pretty and soon now, I'll be a millionaire. If you come to New York, if you go to New York, um, the mayor there will give you a $10,000 prepaid fucking debit card, completely untraceable, mm -hmm. untrackable. Like, seriously? Yeah. I, I can't. Welcome. Hear. Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's true, TWF. At least those fuckers would go get a job. Fall the Scotch and Irish just immigrated over the southern border. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, let's uh, let's get a little smoky smoky on before we get into the insanity of the news because we need it to deal with all the fucking crazy shit that goes on. There you go. And Mixie can yell at me for turning this down too much, but you know, it is what it is. I will chug a beer. Good on you. I miss the days of uh, a little innocent plant called marijuana that is so dangerous for you now and uh, highly illegal. Oh, I just don't understand. It's ridiculous. I had to have a whole conversation with my child about uh, what drugs are. see there's this uh family called the rockefellers pretty much i was like look if you can grow it if it doesn't have to be processed it's an herb it's not a drug i mean now mushrooms you know there's that's a little more complex but whatever still grow it without being processed exactly they hunt the gourmet kind every every uh well i'm gonna try again this spring but the elusive uh morel always yeah. gets away from me I, I can't i can never find them but uh man chicken in the woods and some of your your late summer or early fall mushrooms man i love going out and getting them love them i love you mary jane I shouted you out, Griffin. I, uh, this is one of the first things I said. What's new with you, Ghost? And I said, Well, it looks like Griffin was uh, was on uh, the Pod Moms podcast. So, 
you know, you got the pod father, you know, Adam Curry, but Janet, Janet's the pod mom. True that. Janet was our pod mom. All right, now I'm better prepared to uh, deal with the bullshit of the world. Because it's some bullshit. Bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit. Yes. That's like my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Um cloud browser, what the fuck? Okay. You're so not used to being a guest. I'm sitting here like I know, okay, it's well, weird, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, uh, uh, yeah. Another new thing we moved over to uh uh, EV Mux, which is uh, a program that I was kind of telling you about a while ago when you guys were having problems with StreamYard. Uh-huh. Uh, it's StreamYard on steroids. Man, I, I'm I'm falling in love every time I use this this new program. Love it. Okay. All right. Um, did your phone work this morning? It's I and, and in fact, a couple other podcasters were were texting with me and what have you. And they're like, "Yeah, what do you think?" And I'm like, "It's just fear porn." In my humble opinion, it's fear porn to distract from Biden. I'm going to grant uh, student debt loan relief for a special 150 some thousand people and, and what have you. Let's look into what else might have been going behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't come out of the blue. Oh, I don't know. Anything for a distraction. Uh, they they do love their distraction. Um and yeah, lots of fear porn. You know, we love fear porn around here. That's like what we live on. You know, lights my fire. Just kidding. Um, my big blowtorch lights my fire. So <laughs> anyway. I thought your big blowtorch brings all the weed to the yard. <laughs> it might at that. Um <laughs> So, you know, Laura Loomer, of course, came out and she said, is America being attacked by an EMP dry run? Okay. First off, that's not how EMPs work. If you had an EMP go off at some place, it wouldn't just take down the phone lines. Same thing with the solar flare. It wouldn't just take down the cell phones. It would take down the power for a specific area. Um, people's cars wouldn't work. Their phones wouldn't work. Like no, their toasters wouldn't work. Literally nothing would work, right? You're a new Instapot, chuck that shit in the garbage. Not going to work. Um, but, uh, you know, but not, it wouldn't just be the phones. So no, Laura Loomer, it's, it's not an EMP dry run. Um, might've been a cyber attack though, but here. God, she's cross-eyed. Cross-eyed as fuck. Oh, we call it the Pfizer eye, but yeah. <laughs> or Ozempic. 
Dude, I can't even fucking hear that. Okay. I thought I was the only one. I'm like, uh, I don't hear any sound. No, I, I, there's like hardly anything there. Way to put up a really shitty sound video, Laura Loomer. I listened to it on my phone before, but my speaker on my phone is essentially broken because I've dropped that bitch so many fucking times. Like, why do they make phones glass? Why? So you have to buy a new one. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. And the insurance costs more than the fucking phone. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I drop things anyway. I break things. I run into things. I knock things over. Like, I'm worse than fucking Seamus, right? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> some days, like, I just have butterfingers. That's it. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I have just, like, accidentally thrown my phone across the room. And seriously, not even on purpose. Like, one minute's in my hand, and the next thing you know, it's, like, clattering across fucking concrete. And I'm like, motherfucker, this thing is so freaking spiderwebbed and cracked. Like, it's not even funny. I have a see-through case on it. But, like, it's so fucking broken. So my speaker's broken. So I thought that the sound on that was just because of that phone. No, fuck you, Laura. <laughs> a shitty ass video. Anyway, there's a better one. Glad I'm not the only one that has those problems. I'll I'll be lo looking at uh, different video clips, and I'm like, man. And then you go to play, it and you can barely hear. It and I'm like, dude, it sounded great on my phone. And then it, 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 for uh, yeah, it's I don't get it. Yeah, it's frustrating. It is. It is. Well, they started out by saying it was a solar flare. Again, same thing as an EMP. It wasn't a solar flare, but hold on. Good morning, Oklahoma. Maybe you're looking at your phone and it's saying SOS. What's going on? My husband had that this morning and he's freaking out. And I was like, did you, did you do your phone updates? No, this is all happening at 3 a.m. So we did that. Coming to work. He's not the only one. Guys, if you're experiencing that, it may be a result of space weather, okay? I'm gonna do my best to explain what's going on. Let's go ahead and take a look. So there was a strong solar flare event that happened just after midnight, and they actually captured an image of it right here, okay? I had to look up this scale. I wish I knew everything about space weather. That's a whole different specialty. But R3, that's for radio communications, it's on a scale of one to five, and three is, pretty bad. That means it impacts radio communications for a few hours after this happens. And so right now that could be impacting some of our technology. And sadly, we're entering a solar maximum where we're going to see more and more solar storms, solar flares. And it's never happened in this time of human history where we're relying on technology like we have never before. So interesting time hopefully they'll fix it but the good news is at least when you're on wi-fi you should be able to still text and call people right but there is an effect on radio it peaked right after midnight and there you go a flare is an eruption of energy you have these electromagnetic waves shooting towards the earth at the speed of light so it's almost immediate impact on the light side of earth where the sun lights up and so there you have it. Bullshit. The ionosphere is protecting us from all this stuff, but it can interrupt radio communications. B-b-bullshit? A bullshit? If the sun was that far away that they tell us, it wouldn't happen like that. I'm sorry. Mm. It travels the speed of light. It's instant. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> How many times do you have to push the, the fucking narrative that that this whole fucking moon landing and and all this space shit get the oh, it's space space weather 
Space I don't know. It's a scale of one to five, but a three is kind of bad. Really bad. Shut the fuck up. Because hmm. if it is this solar flare, it's gonna happen. It's it's gonna like like you just said, it's gonna affect more than just your fucking cell phone. Yep. But but Wi-Fi is okay. <laughs> don't worry. If you got oh, Wi-Fi, yeah. you're okay. Wi Wi-Fi is great. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's that's why I was just like it's just fucking a distraction. It's it's just fear porn to have the normie be like, oh my god, it's space weather, solar flare. Maybe it was the Russians. Wait, yeah. weren't they just talking about the Russians in space last week? Maybe it was the Russians. But hold yeah. on, here we go, because that's their new thing. Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh no, that was their old thing. Oh, but that's their new thing. Mm -hmm. well, it's been Russia since the fifties. Customer, you want to listen up to this? This is an outage reportedly spreading across the country. And many people are waking up saying their phones are partially or fully not even working. Social media sites are currently flooded with complaints from AT&T customers saying they do not have service or can only send text messages. This appears to have started around four this morning, some say even earlier. We're reaching out to AT&T for details about this outage and we'll bring you any update as soon as we get it. Well, if you are an so, you know who I think's really behind this. Who's that? And, and it's it's why he got taken out uh, on his way to the Super Bowl was that you got uh, uh, the Ethiopian banker. Yeah, the Ethiopian banker. Yep, that they're behind this. This is their retaliation because he got taken out. Could be. Could be. I mean, that this like they just. What's as believable as this bullshit? That we they see. Just, I mean, <laughs> they just kill each other so much, and like it's just it spills over, and it's so blatant, like it's not even, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Think about it. Everybody that tries to come out and talk, they kill them. Did you see what happened to fucking Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law, the one that yeah worked for the yeah her Tesla, yeah her Tesla just locked all its doors and drove backwards into a lake. Yeah, yeah. She got in hmm. the car, put on her seatbelt. Started the engine, put it in reverse, and drove it backwards into a pond. Mm -hmm. mm. So weird. So weird. Well, go buy an electric vehicle. I was at... Now, no, you probably you. don't have... Oh, no, you have them where you're at. Sheets. Was that Sheets? Uh, mm -hmm. and it, was it today? No, it was yesterday. And they had these fucking Tesla charging places, right? Everybody's in there pulling in, getting their gas. I walk in, grab a soda, whatever, come back out. And when I first got there, I pulled up. There's this guy. He's plugging in his little fucking Tesla, right? You know, he, older business looking man, you know, like a snob. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're going to spend the next two hours just sitting in your fucking car waiting for it to charge so you can go to your next destination while everybody else is here for five minutes filling their tank and off they go. Like, you're fucking dumb, dude. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're you're dumb. Yeah, and then he's going to go and uh, pay for his registration next year at the DMV, and they're going to charge him an extra couple thousand dollars because he's not paying a gas tax. Mm -hmm. That's happening now, too. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. They're, no, they're getting charged um, an electric vehicle fee on their registration. When you go to renew, you get your, you know, the most expensive sticker in the world, mm -hmm. you know, that you have to pay for every year. It used to cost us like, 
I don't know, it was some, it was, it used to be like $300 a year. I'm like for a fucking little sticker, you know, then they changed it over in Georgia. So now you have to pay ad valorem. So you pay all of the taxes on the car up front and then the sticker's like 20 bucks a year. Still way more than it costs to fucking print that bitch, but whatever. Right. Um, and uh, so now like, well, for example, my dad is trying to give my son his car. Okay. Um, he can't gift it. He can, but we still have to pay taxes on it. You shouldn't have to pay taxes on a gift. You have to pay taxes to the state based on the value of the car because they want their money. You have to pay property taxes on it. That's weird because actually Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. if, if I were to gift somebody a car, there's no taxes. Yep. But nope. You can only do it so many times. Yeah. The but, only way we can get around it is that, um, well, my husband would have to give up his plate. You can only have one disabled, you know, disabled veteran right. plate or purple heart plate or whatever in the family. Cause the veteran can only drive one car. So, uh, I generally drive his car with that plate on it, but that's okay. Um, yeah. so we don't have to pay taxes on that car because disabled, 100% disabled veterans don't pay property taxes, but their children do. And property mm -hmm. taxes in Georgia, even though they're a lot less than ones up north, they still suck. Like taxes are straight up theft. I'm sorry. It's insane. It's ridiculous. The whole thing's fucking stupid. So that's why we're just, you know, trying not to pay federal taxes as much as possible. Shouldn't have to. Exactly. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't. They're have not to. representing us. So. Exactly. Um, for example. All right. So did you hear that uh, Jim Biden went and testified in front of Congress? He did not. Yeah. Now this is, uh, I'm not going to play this whole thing because it's fucking 22 minutes and I'm not playing 22 minutes of fucking Jim Jordan. But, you know, they get to the good shit pretty close to the beginning. So um, if I can find it in here. It's like there's. <laughs> there it is. Okay. I love looking for these fucking clips. Interesting. Need, need the Jeopardy theme song. Do, 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 yes. Do. I will have to get <laughs> to download that into the stream deck. All right. The president's brother telling lawmakers, quote, I have had a 50-year career in a variety of business ventures. Oh, that's true. Now, Joe Biden has never had any involvement or any uh, direct involvement, uh, indirect in financial interest in, in those activities. Really? And why did Politico report this weekend that you used Joe's name to promote a hospital, James Biden, that subsequently collapsed, but you got paid? He reportedly also took an issue, issue with the characterization of his LLC, the Lion Hall Group, as a shell or a holding company, saying that he instead understands it to be a typical corporate structure before adding that an LLC provides certain legal advantages and a corporate name can give some gravitas to a business operation. 
Here's the problem, uh, Jim. The Biden LLCs don't appear to have served any other business function, according to Chairman Comer, who will join us in a minute with Jim Jordan and Jason Smith. And one of the Biden granddaughters in this case received money from one of these uh, LLCs. Uh, what did she do to earn that money? I really like to know, what did the children do to get paid? Now let's take a closer look at Lion Hall. For example, in August of 2017, Hunter allegedly wired the group $150,000. According to the Oversight Committee, two weeks later, Sarah Biden, that would be Jim's wife, withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall and deposited into her and Jim's personal account. And here's the kicker. Less than a week after that, Sarah Biden allegedly withdrew the money and then wrote a check to Joe Biden for $40,000 for a, quote, loan repayment. Now, that brings us to the biggest issue at the center of all of this, Joe Biden himself and his alleged involvement with the family business. Here's the problem. Now, for years, Joe Biden said he never one time ever discussed business with his family, not his son, not his brother, not anybody for that matter. It's important that you understand what you're about to hear is an outright provable lie that the media, well, the mob, they just don't want to tell you about it. Take a look. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I never talked business with anybody. And I, I know you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. How involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? Were you involved? Were you? No. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. Now, we know that's not true. Hunter's uh, former business partner, Devin Archer, he blew the lie, this lie wide open with his testimony before lawmakers. According to the transcript of his testimony, Archer said that Joe was put on speakerphone with those business contacts, including foreign nationals, quote, maybe 20 times that at least he knew of, because Archer continued, you know, they wanted to sell, quote, the brand. Was Hunter the brand or Joe the brand? Now, all of this is corroborated by another former business associate, that being Tony Bobolinsky, who during his transcribed testimony said, quote, from my direct personal experience and what I've sub subsequently come to learn, it is clear to me that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. Now, according to James Comer's oversight committee, Joe Biden met nearly every foreign associate his family received money from. How convenient. Now, of course, now that they're facing questions, it sounds like everyone's going to suddenly have amnesia out of nowhere. And it just kind of reminds me a little bit, you know, like the mob leaders when they show up in court in their pajamas and in their cases, it was all an act. But here's what we do know. Joe Biden, in his own words, bragging on tape about, I said, you're not getting the billion. He leveraged a billion U.S. tax dollars to Ukraine. And all right, that's enough. We've all heard that video 8,000 times of uh, him saying you're not getting the billion dollars until you fire the prosecutor, blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. 
so the question is, are they going to try and impeach him or are they going to 25th Amendment him out? What do you think? Well, first of all, I have to agree with Gus. <laughs> Hannity <laughs> is a cuck bitch whore. That's okay? why I that comment up there all the whole time Hannity was up. I fucking love that comment. It's awesome. Yep. I was sitting there as soon as he came on and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here here we go with Hannity, right? And and I, it, the, the crazy thing is I used to be, I, I used to listen to a show back in the day, you know what yeah, I mean? And then, then you start waking up to the yep. propaganda and what have you. Yep. So I don't foresee the 25th Amendment being invoked because it has to be invoked by the vice president. And she's ready to serve. She is, but Oh, she says she's not. And oh, she's uh, not. will they impeach? No, I, I, I don't think they will. No. And and the other thing is, if both wings are broken, OK, left or right, we know they're they're corrupt. One, one's going to come up to you and t say, I'm going to rob you, motherfucker, and I'm going to strong arm you. And then. The other one's going to come up to you, pull your wallet out of the back of your pants, and then help you look to try and find it <laughs> and be all sweaty. I, I tried everything. I just can't help. I, I don't know where your wallet went. All right. So I just, the impeachment won't happen. But if this was any other person, i.e., Trump, it would be front page news. Everybody would be losing their fucking minds mm -hmm. if it was if, if the person had an R in front of their name. Well, that's because the and, Democrats scream louder, right? And that that's that's where I get frustrated. It's like it it if you're gonna sit here and be so adamant about one thing that this person did. But you turn around and your guy's doing it and you're not saying a fucking word. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, there's so many other words or, or things I could say, but I won't. I don't I don't want to, you know, go down that path and, and incriminate or say something and you know, <laughs> not be here tomorrow. Don't want to get killery. But yeah, it, it's just I the hypocrisy is what fucking pisses me off the most i fucking hate it yep like uh like this one they just they they pretend to talk such a good game and there's a wall in the senate and it's senator tuberville so you're going to really have to talk to senator tuberville to get anything through the senate because you're one of the rare senators that thinks we should actually use our power uh when we believe in something so uh as you hear all this around the table do you have any words of encouragement for uh, how we're going to collaborate with the, with the freedom-loving people of Argentina? Well, I, I, I was in Argentina last summer, and uh, you got great wine, by the way. <laughs> great wine. It is a great country, but I, I felt, I guess it was last spring, I felt a lot of infiltration by China uh, when I was there, uh, speaking with uh, people that live there, people at the port. And, it was uh, it was an amazing visit, but you just felt that presence kind of closing in on the people of of Argentina. And we wish you the best. We we want to help. Uh, the problem that I, we have here, uh, again, you don't know who I am, but I I'm not a politician. 
never been, didn't think I'd ever be in politics. I was a football coach for 40 years. Not and, that uh, kind of football, and, the other football. And, and after I, I retired from coaching, President Trump asked me if I'd run for the Senate. That's for what? He said, we're going to need help. And, so uh, you are a, a coach Senate. Yeah, so now I'm a coach Senator. So I ran and won. I've been here three years. I've got so many new friends in a different world now that was in sports, now politics. I see a lot of my heroes here that I've, I've watched on TV for years, trying to learn more and more about not just our country, but the world. But uh, I want to tell people this, though, and I'm, I'm just real short. Uh, been in the Senate for three years. Uh, our country's in trouble. You think you're in trouble? We're in trouble. There's not one thing that we're doing right since President Biden took office. I have no clue what they're doing. We were broke. We have no borders. Our military is woke. We have taken steps backward in almost everything. I came from the education world. And folks, let me tell you something. If we don't get our education back, it's over. It's completely over. Our kids are going south every day. So... Uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm speaking tomorrow uh, at 10 o'clock, and uh, Mercedes and Matt, I want to thank them for inviting me to come over. We are in recess, but I don't want her to come up and be part of this because I don't sleep well at night. I used to not sleep well before a game on Friday nights before we played. So I don't sleep well at any time now because what I see in our here in D.C. and what I call the – I don't call it swamp. I call it clown world. You can't be any more stupid than we are up here. <laughs> Uh, of, of what we're doing and people go along with it. I don't understand that. I mean, we are the best and should be the best and help people all over the world. Uh, the best country you can ever imagine, but we screw it up because we have socialist communists trying to change it and we're not going to let that happen. So I want to thank you for letting me come and be part of this and look. How are we not going to let that happen? Because they seem to be letting it happen every single day. Can I can I play one one little clip that kind of it it kind of ties into this? Yeah, and I, I'm just gonna let the video speak for itself. Go for it. All right, everything up. Yep. Can't hear it. History of rich white men telling not rich white people that their enemies are black and brown. It starts in the colonies of what would become the United States. Let's remember, during the colonial period, mid-1600s, there was no such thing as white people. I know some people who are now called white find that shocking, right? Because they think whiteness is real, right? But whiteness was created. Europeans didn't call themselves white. We didn't call ourselves white. We weren't all members of one big happy family. Are you kidding? Have you studied the history of Europe? The history of Europe was about killing each other. That's what we did in Europe. We just killed each other before we figured out there were other people to kill. We just killed each other, right? I mean, that was the history of Europe. The English hated the Irish, right? Northern Italians didn't even think that Southern Italians were Italians. The Germans hated everybody and everybody hated their ass right back, right? There was no team called white, no race called white, but all of a sudden, in the middle of the 1600s, there was. Why? Why was it suddenly necessary to create this thing called the white race? Well, because rich people can count. That's why. 
And so rich folks looked around, the ones that owned all the land, you know, in the colonies, the colonial elite looked around and they realized something, that they were heavily outnumbered by African enslaved folks, by European indentured servants who were just one level above a slave or other Europeans who weren't technically indentured servants, but they were still peasants, didn't have any money, didn't have any land. And they could do the math. They added it up and they were like, damn, we got to figure out a way to split these folks apart from one another or they're going to rise up and take our stuff. Right. Because after a while, these black folks who were enslaved Africans and these quote unquote white folks who were poor Europeans are going to figure out they're all getting played by these rich people. Right. So ultimately, the rich figure out they got to come up with some way to get somebody in that group on their team. The easiest thing is to get the poor Europeans. Right. Because at least they look like you. They sort of share some of the customs and the culture. So they all of a sudden create this thing called whiteness. And they say, now you're part of the club. Now we're going to let you testify in court, enter into contracts, vote, at least if you're a man, own a little bit of land, at least if you're a man, right? And we're going to get rid of indentured servitude. No more of that because you're too good for that. And we're going to take the white men now called white men and put them on the slave patrol to keep black people in line, give them a horse and a gun and a badge and make them feel big and powerful, right? They're still poor. They still don't have anything. They didn't pay the slave patrol well, right? just exploited them, used them as a buffer between the elite and the other poor folks, particularly poor folks of color. And pretty soon the rebellions that occasionally happened where black and white got together to overthrow the elite, those stopped because the divide and conquer had begun to work, right? You could turn people against each other by telling those poor white folks, they got to keep these black people in line. And so that divide and conquer gets initiated in the colonies, rich white men telling not rich white people that their enemies are black and brown. Yep. I I came across that. We played it on the on on the news show uh this week and boom. I mean that 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 speaks volumes. What as soon as you started playing that clip and this dude from Texas and oh you got you got good wine down there. I was a football coach and uh, nothing keeps me uh everything keeps me up at night. Motherfucker, you look very well rested. I don't see dark baggy eyes under or i whatever you know yeah. sleep Bags deprivation yes yeah I don't, I don't see any of that you sleep really well at night because guess what you're a rich white man keeping the other white and black people fighting against each other so you can get rich even more yep and uh now this is coming back well first off back again speaking about uh divide and conquer you know now it really is just the elites and the poor folk they don't give a fuck about us they just they're looking to kill us generally they don't i mean that's why they've turned against whitey right like mm -hmm. that's that's really what it is um what are they gonna do to us yeah we have this map that shows how the U.S. would be divided in the event of an emergency, if we can pull that out there. There it is. So this is how the U.S. will be divided into districts. You see 10 of them there. Uh, this is according to the 
National um, Emergency Center establishment. Can you um, can you describe what this map is? What exactly does that mean? I mean, it doesn't really make sense in terms of states as we know them. What is this classification system? What sure. are the purposes? It doesn't look like the map that you and I saw in elementary school. Not um, at all. Effectu effectively, the U.S. has been cordoned off into these different districts. And so these new uh, emergency centers will be spread out throughout the United States um, in, in most of these eventually. And it gives uh, FEMA and the Department of Homeland Security uh, jurisdiction over what goes on in these, uh, in these places during a time of emergency. Okay, I wanna go into what, because this act does make some, some specific examples, some exclusions, uh, set some limitations, I should say. So the National Emergency Center Establishment Act, what it does not do, it does not authorize any federal officer or employee to force an individual to enter a national emergency center or prevent an individual from leaving a national emergency center. So, Bob, it looks to me like there are some safeguards there. If you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> well, I'd like to think so. And this was actually one of the other things that was changed in this new version of the bill. They added this. Um, but if you read what they're saying, you know, federal officer, federal employee, that doesn't cover members of the military. And since these are going to be installed in decommissioned and existing military bases, you're going to have people from the military there. So I would think they will have people, namely in the military, who would be able to force people to stay there or prevent them from leaving if that is their, uh, their what they want to do. Now, for civil liberty advocates like yourself and, and others like you that are worried that this could be a precursor to government overreach, um, what would satisfy your what what would make you more comfortable with this piece of legislation? I guess do you think that the language in it should be clarified that there's that it's not so vague so that it could be interpreted and abused? Ideally, it would be withdrawn. But if I were to if I were forced to live with it, I would want the restrictions on uh, keeping keeping people in there to extend to the military and in fact to anybody, um, not let the states or even local governments have that um, ability. Okay. Bob, so we're talking about emergencies, we're talking about disasters, we're talking about chaotic situations where some order hopefully will, well, the goal there is to be established. And, you know, some are going to say desperate times call for desperate measures. So doesn't that ring true for natural disasters and <laughs> cases like that? What, what do desperate people in the government do in those situations? Um, like I said, I think it's a slippery slope, and we don't really need people in power with these vast sweeping powers to begin with. Um, unfortunately, there's moral hazard involved here, too, where people really don't take care of themselves anymore, plan for these emergencies when they have the federal government and other governments ready to step in. And we saw what a great job uh, happened in Sandy and in Katrina. So, like I said, moral hazard. All right, Mr. English, uh, very interesting, and thank you so much. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I know that that was an older clip. Yeah. Um, but I didn't catch the name that came up. He said FEMA region number five. Shout out to a no agenda listener because Adam Curry opens his show, opens no agenda every live from FEMA region number five, right? All the time. And it got me looking. And I'm like, I looked it up a, a, a while ago. I'm like, well, shit, I'm FEMA region number three, right? <laughs> I'm four. The, the, yeah so you're stuck with dc i'm just stuck with atlanta yes i'm uh, i got both i got dc and philly 
Yeah, that's rough, dude. Filth Adelphia. No shit. No shit. Um, I don't call them dirty birds for nothing. <laughs> a little jab at Mick. <laughs> yeah, that that is an older clip, but it's um pretty appropriate for these days because that is still in effect, by the way. Um, and uh, who knows what's coming? Who knows what's coming? You know, I hope uh, Smurfs and lollipops and and cotton candy just come strolling down the road tomorrow. That would be Yeah, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, great, cool. Everything's great in the world again. The Papa Smurf and the horror, uh, uh, I forget her name, uh, the girl Smurf. (laughs) Everything's going to be good. (sighs) Oh, wow. Tip that bitch out. (laughs) <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> wow. Well, um, the jab stuff is starting to come out, which is uh, more and more interesting. Before you go there, yeah, please tell me. And, yeah. and, and I know with all your allergies and everything, please, please tell me so I can sleep good at night. Hmm. You have your RSV vaccine. It's so deadly. It's so fucking deadly. It it kills every every possible shot that anyone could ever want. Thank God. You're gonna live as the great um assistant coach from Waterboy once said, (laughs) you never pay nana. (laughs) Which translates to you'll live to play another day. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, we have, we have all kinds of shots around here. Um, nine millimeter to, um, you know, five, five, six, um, all, all, all kinds of shots. Yeah. You know, what's funny about five, five, six. That's what my alarm is set to every morning. That's what time I get up for work. Five, five, six, five 56 (laughs) AM. I get up at 6 AM. 609 after I snoozed it once and then I'm like fuck I gotta get the kid up because he's gotta get out the door and then 20 minutes later I'm like fuck I gotta get the kid back up because he's gotta get out the door <laughs> oh, I'm, I remember those days oh oh Bob says uh, Leo says he's already reserved his spot at the local Walmart in the mattress section right across from electronics prime real estate I have heard they yeah. they're turning those Walmarts into uh into FEMA camps. It's fantastic. So, um, I think that I, I, Bob O'Matic, I think, is the one that said uh, FEMA region number five. Perhaps. Yes. Yes. Um, that that used to be Leo. He His account got whatever. Okay. And he had to change his name. So, um, he picked an even more stupid name than what he had last time. So, hey, that's the way to go these days. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Fly under the radar with a retarded name. We love you, Leo. If you're, if you're retarded, they don't look at you. <laughs> oh, he's just retarded. <laughs> God, bless, God bless his heart. He just got downed. He just got downed. He got hit with downs. Oh, yeah. Uh, is everything they taught us about space fake and gay? Am yes. I reading that brainwash? There were no Voyager probes? Um, There might have been some Voyager anal probes in Barack Obama's ass, but that was about it. 
Put it to you this way. If, 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 if you're really looking into questioning that, look at any quote-unquote satellite and go back to the Chinese spy balloon uh, era, just, what, last year or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, if you look into these satellites, why are they all connected to a helium balloon, yeah, a weather who, balloon? Who is, and who, why is NASA the highest consumer of helium and my just start there yeah and my just start there and form your own opinion mm -hmm. it's funny when they fall from the sky there's still a fucking balloon attached I don't know how don't know why i was always told they're way out in space they're way up in space absolutely but still inside the firmament attached to a fucking balloon mm -hmm. and ground control is Still trying to get a hold of Major Tom. Uh, <laughs> he might have slipped out of the firmament. He's up there pounding, let me in. <laughs> this ain't what I wanted. <laughs> Ground control, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Actually, you my know stomach, bitches. Before we go here, because I have a I have a clip for this. Of course I do. I have a clip for everything. I just have to find it now because that's how that goes. Here it is. Ooh, that wasn't even that hard. Amazing. It's like grace. I mean, I was going to say it's like an Irishman on St. Patrick's Day, but. <laughs> uh, okay. Listen to this. This is some craziness. This boy, this kid disappeared after he explained this. Imagine that this folder is a dimensional plane. Now, assuming that it is no height and no depth, what would this mean? It would mean that it's a one-dimensional world. So if, hypothetically, an organism was living inside of it, it would only be able to move in a linear path forward and backwards in a straight line. Now, if we go to the second dimension, we have two dimensions. We have width and we have length. So hypothetically, if an organism lived inside of here, then it would be able to move up, down, left, right, and anywhere else in between. And a two-dimensional world is comprised of an infinite series of one-dimensional worlds stacked upon each other. Just as our three-dimensional world, which has depth and length and height, is comprised of an infinite series of two-dimensional worlds. So this, now that I have stacked many folders upon each other, we have three dimensions. We have depth, we have length, and we have width. Now what happens if you keep going on from here on out? We would have a four-dimensional world. What exactly is the fourth dimension? In order to understand this, we need to understand how dimensions are perceived. We live in the three-dimensional world, but despite that, we actually view things to be two-dimensionally. Take a perfect sphere, for example. If you're looking at a sphere, it looks just like a regular two-dimensional circle. The only way that you can tell it's an actual sphere instead of a circle is because of the hues of light down. So just like in a two-dimensional world, if a um, organism in the two-dimensional world was looking upon a circle, would, the light would make it appear to be lighter at one end and darker in the middle. Also, if, you, if an object is moving farther, closer and farther away from you, you don't actually perceive that it's getting closer and farther away. You see that it's getting smaller or larger, and then you assume that it's getting either farther away or closer. But let's say that an object was to grow 
in perfect equilibrium so that it was growing at the same speed that it was shrinking as you move it farther away. Then you would not be able to tell without any lights or uh, if there were details on the object that it's moving or growing at all. You may have assumed that since we perceive things to be in two dimensions, that a two-dimensional uh, organism would see in one dimension. So as we're watching this uh, rubber band expand as it moves farther away from this little uh, organism in the two-dimensional world, it does not actually perceive anything is happening to it because it's growing at the same speed that it's moving farther away. But since we can actually see it from the three-dimensional world and perceive things to be in two dimensions, we can see things for how they actually are. The reason that the two-dimensional organism doesn't see things the way they really are is because the two-dimensional organism sees things in one dimension, just how we, three-dimensional creatures, see things in two dimensions. So in a way, we don't really see our world the way it truly is. A four-dimensional creature, however, seeing our three-dimensional world in three dimensions, would be able to see through things, would be able to see absolutely everything, just as we could see if there was uh, several organisms spread along a 2D um, environment on your floor, you'd be able to see inside houses, you'd be able to see inside of people. So if a two-dimensional world, a flat surface, is just made of an infinite amount of uh, lines, then the 3D world is just made out of an infinite amount of planes. So the 4D world, logically, is made out of an infinite amount of 3D objects. Though they're not just put together like um, you would like building blocks. It's, that's not how the 4D world is. That would just be 3D again. So in order to understand this, we need to understand the logical progression of mathematics in our world. Imagine that this connects piece represents the first dimension. It's simply a straight line, which is basically what the first dimension looks like. And if you add three more, of these straight lines and connect them to so that adjacent sides are perpendicular and opposite sides are parallel, then you have the basic shape of the second dimension. You have a square. Now if you keep going from here and you add, four, add it so that there's a total of four squares and all adjacent sides are perpendicular and all opposite sides are parallel, then you end up with, obviously, a cube. So, if you tried to keep going from here, and you would have a four-dimensional basic shape, you would have a what's called a tesseract. Now, I cannot show you a tesseract, but you need to understand that it's basically four cubes that are within each other that um, have all adjacent sides perpendicular and all par and all opposite sides parallel. Yet there are three lines connect, uh, four lines connecting to each vertex. So a tesseract would look somewhat like this picture. Now that, that's not exactly what it looks like because this is a two-dimensional depiction, and obviously not all of the lines are straight. So I cannot show you what a tesseract actually looks like because we cannot perceive things in the third dimension. You cannot even imagine what a tesseract looks like. You cannot. Physically, you cannot, in your mind, picture the fourth dimension or a fourth dimensional shape. And you can keep going on from the fourth dimension even. You can go to the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension, the 71st dimension. It doesn't matter. Theoretically, there are an infinite amount of spatial dimensions. A common misconception of the fourth dimension is that 
The fourth dimension is time. Now, while some argue that by going forward and backwards in time, if you move forward the same distance and backwards the same, then you would end up in the same place you started, just like in the fourth dimension. And while that may seem logical, if you think about it, it really doesn't make sense. If you imply that the fourth dimension is actually time, well, first of all, time is not spatial. There's a difference between space and time, quite obviously. And assuming that all dimensions are according to a pattern, then that doesn't really make sense either, because saying the fourth dimension is time, every dimension has time in it. So that would mean that the fourth dimension is special in some way, which doesn't really make any sense. Another reason this doesn't make sense is that we so very, very, very slightly travel through time whenever we move due to the distance um, that light takes to get to our body. Now, if a group of astronauts were to get in a spaceship and they were to go very, very, very close to the speed of light, then they would, and they, they went around in this um, impossible, nearly the speed of light spaceship for a few months, and then afterwards they returned to Earth. They would find that Earth had actually progressed a few years, so they had moved forward in time by moving that quickly. Another interesting concept involving the fourth dimension is that many physicists and even mathematicians uh, may say that the dimensions are very, very slightly curved, because if you really think about it, nothing can be truly, absolutely infinite. So imagine that a, the first dimension, the line, is just very, very slightly curved, so that after a very long time, it will um, end up creating a circle. So, um, as suggested by many physicists, if you keep going in the same direction, then you will end up where you are, where you started after a very, very long amount of time, obviously. And the same thing would happen to the second dimension. If it's just a square, and then you extend it very, very slightly in a curve, and it will eventually make a sphere. And the same thing happens in our dimension, except it will form a very, very slightly curved um, third dimension, which will form a four-dimensional universe, basically. So what this kind of means is that our three-dimensional world is within a four-dimensional world, and the four-dimensional world is within a fifth-dimensional world, and so on. Now, I did say that nothing can be truly infinite, but if this is true, and a dimension is really within another dimension, within another dimension, within another dimension, then I'm implying that there's an infinite amount of dimensions, which is the only problem I really have with this theory. I'm not sure if it ever stops, or if infinite infinity is really even possible. We don't know that. Thanks for watching my video, and I hope this gave you a better idea of what the fourth dimension is. So, I can actually show you. I, hmm. Hmm. I can't believe this young kid just made me feel dumb as a fucking caveman <laughs> with a brain of a rock. Uh, okay. This, this, this kid, wow. And if he did go missing... I could. I don't want to say I can see why, but like he he's out there. He he he's speaking truth. Now, the thing that came to my mind is he brought up the tesseract. Mm -hmm. What movie does that remind you of? For for 
multiple parts of a movie. Oh, I can't, you know, I can't remember the name of it, but that, that kid is playing with the freaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what movie are you nope. thinking of? The Avengers. Oh, okay. They're after yep. the Tesseract. Right. Yep. 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 I was thinking so, of the kid playing with the Tesla coil. You know what I'm talking about? He's a, yeah. he's a magician or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the so movie. it goes back to that theory. Are these movies just telling you in plain sight mm-hmm. what is actually really going on? Absolutely. Because they're after this tesseract that holds all this fucking power and all this knowledge of what actually really is. Mm-hmm. And this boy just broke it the fuck mm-hmm. down. Like, it, fucking nuts. But he said that he could not show you what the fourth dimension looked like. Okay. And I... Now, of course, this is a a one-dimensional representation of the fourth dimension, but God's already showed us what the fourth dimension looked like. When he started talking about ex- drawing it out, explaining it, let me show you. Now, I've been... You know, I uh, I set my electroculture in my gardens in sacred geometry patterns, right? I started with a spiral, but in the front garden, I was looking to do something different. So I was looking at different patterns, different sacred geometry patterns. Does this not look like what he just described? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like this top one right here? Mm-hmm. It's called the flower of life. Yeah. These and in fact, uh, all my rep- wife has like a, a like a craft. Mm-hmm. I don't know one of those like wooden things hanging on the wall yeah. that depicts that, and also a, a few of these. I, yeah, yeah, that's the fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. And I think it creates a concentrates uh, frequency is the best way that I can describe it. I think the fourth dimension is frequency. Because yes, time does, time doesn't exist. Time is, um, well, man, the way man. we it's understand different. time doesn't exist. I mean, time itself exists, but not in the, not in the way that we've organized it to make our lives better or yeah, not in the 24 seven type 365 yeah. days a year. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's totally different, man. All right. Um, well, that went fast. Y'all know what time it is? You want to get high? That's right. You want to get high? I was thinking Nick might be home in time for this, but apparently not. His meeting must be going longer than he anticipated. He was like, oh, it's only going to be 15 minutes or maybe an hour. And yeah. Reminds, uh, wanted to, because I was looking back through uh, some of my recordings. Yeah. And I don't have the recording of, I don't, it, probably me being retarded of mm-hmm. when you came on for that quick hour to promote your electroculture and what have you. Yeah. C- can you and I se- actually set up a time where we can talk for maybe an hour and a half so it's not so rushed? Because yeah. I want to put it back, I want to put that out. Absolutely. I'm sitting there looking. I, I can't find the fucking video. I can't find the fucking audio. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Now's the time for it too, because it's, you know, we're getting into spring. So, um, and I'm running a big promo right now this month, and then I'll run another one next month as well. But this month, when you spend $50 at electrofreedom.com 
Add a six pack of 12 inch antennas to your cart. Use promo code LEAP at checkout and that six pack of antennas is free. So anyway, to get- you know what they say about spring. Hmm. You get sprawled. <laughs> well, since it's a, a leap year, it's promo code LEAP. Leap into spring. Nice. So anyway, for our friends- Play music, right, girl? Come on, Justin. Play that funky music, white girl. There it is. All right. So, Ghost, I don't know if you know this, but... uh, When Justin first passed... Actually, at his uh, his funeral and then his like his memorial service afterwards, uh, we were all talking about how to keep his channel alive. And before he had passed, we had all been in discussions about um, like us and Justin and uh, James from the We the People Radio. Um, we'd all been in discussions about kind of joining our channels together and playing shows, you know, all the time. Uh, Liana as well. So it took us a while. But now we are, you know, I, I started doing the good book. So I read the Bible every morning, 8 a.m. during the week and 9 a.m. on Saturdays. And then right after that, Liana comes on. And so we play her show on our channel as well, as well as her own channels. And then, uh, then we have this show and then we do replays overnight. Um, and Liana plays one of Justin's shows at the end of her show every day. So we're, we're getting to watch Justin. It just, it took a while for us to all be able to watch Justin's old shows without breaking down. So. Nice. Love it. So, yeah, so we're running content, uh, for a good portion of the day. Um, the weekends are a little sparse, but. Well, you need a break sometime. You know. Actually, I took the day off the other day, uh, Tuesday, because Mick had a meeting as well. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the night off. And I was like, oh, I'm going to update the website and, you know, do this, that, and the other. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to take the night off. So I did nothing. I watched a movie. And it felt weird, kind of, didn't it? It really did. Like it, I, I almost felt guilty. And then I was like, no, you know what? Fuck. I run 24 seven. I don't feel guilty. I'm taking a night off. I do the same thing every now and again. Like I've cut back my, my, my shows. I don't do the tavern anymore. Once in a blue moon. Yeah. Just got too, too monotonous and what have you trying to book so many people every week and different yeah. people. Um, yeah. But I started focusing on M3E, which is my brand, and M3E Media, and the the Conspiracy Underground News team. And I'm glad I did that because I I knew I just – I needed a break somehow. You know what I mean? Like just – but at first, and and even now, like Wednesdays is my decompressed day. It, it like fully decompressed, like middle of the week. I came like yesterday, came home. I 
cleaned the house a little bit, you know, did this, did that, and just put on something stupid on Netflix, which I have to honestly recommend the movies that made us. It's a Netflix documentary original series. They start out with Friday the 13th. They go into Nightmare on Elm Street. The third episode's RoboCop. Um, it just all that nostalgia just takes you back. There's there's the toys that made us, and it, they have a, a whole whole different series. So I had that on the background, but then I I still find myself on Instagram and TikTok and what have you trying to book, trying to you know do do show stuff. It, yeah, you can't fully get away from it. it it's weird um, because when you do, you're just like. Wait a minute. I I I should be doing this. I could be doing that. I could be doing this. I could be looking into how to better this or how to do this or learn this. And you know, it's, it, I don't know. It's back. It's behind the scenes shop talk for for the listeners. But like for you and I or you you me and Mick sitting here chopping it up, we'd be like, oh yeah. And then you do blah blah blah. blah, blah. And, you know, you get lost in a fucking conversation. You know, Actually, the yeah. listeners just think. Business Party Podcast, we were on there last week, um, taught us how to um, get Rumble Chats to show up on StreamYard. Oh, nice. So, nice. you know, it's like, it, the, but this is this is what we do, you know? Yeah, I, I do network that back office stuff. Wait, I hate fucking, I hate paperwork. I hate the computer. Like, you know, I mean, I run segments all day so I can upload them and for the replays at night. Um, but other than that, like, I should be updating my website and writing more and doing this, but I'm, I'd much rather be outside raking and burning leaves and cutting and sanding wood to make antennas and, you know, planning out my garden and planting and just being outside all day. I mean, you know, being outside with the chickens, I had to move, I had to move some of my chickens into the back, the backyard, like by my work area where I make antennas. Um, cause, uh, the neighbor's dogs, Got loose a couple weeks ago, probably about a month ago now, um, swam the pond to get around the fence and got into the chicken run. And uh, first one they grabbed, they grabbed up my hen, Emmy, big black purebred. I don't know what the fuck she is. Um, I got her tractor supply. She's one of my originals. Yeah, she's she's a big black chicken. Um, like almost a meat bird. Like she's a big black chicken. BBC. Yes, <laughs> no, no, that, we had a we had a, a rooster named BBC, but uh, Annie killed him. Um, <laughs> but uh, the dog grabbed the chicken right up and put a puncture in her back and a puncture under her wing and like ripped her breast half off. And um, she was hiding for like three days. Then two of the roosters went after the dogs and they got some feathers pulled and whatnot. And then the other roosters got the rest of the hens safe. But uh, Anyway, she was hiding for a couple of days. And when I found her, like she was still alive, which was amazing. She was infected. Um, so I put her in Liam's room in a dog cage, you know, and put some, put her in an Epsom salt bath and put some silver cream on her, some colloidal silver straight on her and some, you know, antibiotic ointment. And she lived in Liam's room for like almost two weeks. And then I put her out with the flock and they immediately started attacking her because, you know, she's skinny and weak and they're like, nope. You know, um, she went from being one of the big bully leaders of the flock to coming back. So anyway, so I pulled her with uh, my silky that was always hiding in the enclosure because otherwise she'd just get raped. 
literally just all the time. And uh, my half silky rooster. And I put them in the back behind, like behind my pool house. Now I have to build them a coop out of pallets. Um, but they're little. So, you know, it's it's like one full-size hen and two silkies, like not a big deal. So now I have two coops. Freedom! Freedom! Yeah. That's what they're screaming. Freedom! I mean, they're pretty excited because, you know, they're the, I mean, the half silky rooster, he gave as much as he got, you know, he'd chase the bigger roosters around all the time, but then they'd get inside the enclosure and they wouldn't let him eat. They'd chase him away from food. So right. anyway, they need a rooster in the back. So then the neighbors on the other side might not be that thrilled about it, but cause now there's a rooster closer to them, but it is what it is. They'll, they'll deal just like the rest of the fucking neighborhood does. So, you know, it's all good. Anyway, you know what the hen, you know what the hen says, right? Mm -hmm. Any cockaloo, <laughs> dude. I just can't believe she survived that. Like I have seen chickens die without any wounds just from being picked up by a fucking dog because they're just. Yeah. They, there's a reason they call them chickens, but nah, Emmy's got a big fucking heart and she's like, I ain't dying. It is not my time. Nope. She's a survivor. I'll give it to her. So, uh, uh, Liana wants to know how you feel about Buck Rogers and Battlestar Galactica. The original, not the 1995 version. Oh, the original Buck, Buck Rogers. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that the one with the, the robot that went, uh, diggy, 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 yes. diggy, diggy, diggy. Yes. 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 Loved it. Yes. I even had a little, Remember those little wind-up toys mm -hmm. that you'd wind it up and it <laughs> make that weird noise? I had a little, I didn't know its name. I just, I had a little diggy diggy because that's all he said. I was like, you know, I was a little kid. I was, I don't know, yeah. maybe five. I'm like, oh, I got diggy diggy. And it sit there and it would waddle across like a, you know, fucking duck or whatever. But yeah, fuck yeah. Buck Rogers, yep. diggy yep. diggy. And yeah, we just finished watching Buck Rogers on Liana's show, and now we're watching uh, Battlestar Galactica. So we start out the morning with that. Have you watched the new Buck Rogers? There's a new Buck Rogers? Yes. it's. Uh, I don't think it's called Buck Rogers. It's called something else. They they had, the last I checked, I watched the first two seasons mm -hmm. um, because they changed the robot up, and, and, and the little boy... Like the robot was kind of mean, but not. Fuck! I I wish I could remember the name. It was it was like it was a net. I want to say it was a Netflix original, but it wasn't called Buck. Uh, we'll have to look it up. We'll have to look up remake Outer, outer Space. Hmm. Liana, outer Space. Figure it out, Liana. Anyway, we'll we'll see how they redid it. That wouldn't be a bad idea to after we finished watching Battlestar Galactica, the original to watch the remake of Buck, Buck Rogers and then the remake of Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, um, it will really piss Tracy off when we watch the remake of Buck Rogers. That would be awesome. You know, <laughs> she always bitches about watching Buck Rogers. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, speaking of fear in general, you know, the fear that's ruled the world for three years was COVID, COVID, COVID. And now it's the Russians and what, whatever. Um, and we've been warning everyone about the jab. And now that's starting to come mainstream. Check this out. This was on the are we news. Going with drop, are we going hmm. with drop dead now instead of uh, died suddenly? Uh, I mean, there's some of that, drop. but no. 
Wow. Okay. Um, I almost played the opening song uh, All Dead from Queen, but Mick wouldn't let me. It's a question so many people have wondered. Does the COVID-19 vaccine have an impact on my health? Now, the largest COVID study ever conducted is providing some answers. A link between the vaccine and heart and brain disorders has been uncovered. Now, researchers with Global COVID Vaccine Safety Project reached this conclusion after collecting data from nearly 100 million people across eight different countries. Today, I spoke with a local medical expert who says the COVID vaccine still outweighs the risks. We also talked to everyday people about their attitude toward getting the shot. Um, I'm going through a lot of mental and physical um, things now after, and it wasn't like that before. Elizabeth Foster says she questions if the COVID-19 vaccine she took in 2020 has anything to do with the decline she says she's experiencing in her health. Foster still digesting the new data released by the Global COVID Vaccine Safety Project, which studied nearly 100 million vaccinated individuals across eight countries. The report specifically looked at the adverse effects of the Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca vaccines, finding the following. The study links vaccines to slight increases in neurological blood and heart-related conditions like myocarditis, pericarditis, and Guillain-Barre syndrome. For instance, out of the more than 99 million people studied, researchers observed only 190 cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome in people who took the vaccine. Researchers stressed the association between the vaccines and adverse side effects does not prove the vaccine was the root cause for the illness. The silver lining for all of us, whether or not you believe in the vaccine or not, if it's safe or not, is that the strains of COVID-19, when they have mutated, they have become less deadly. Mm -hmm. You've seen those deaths trail off versus what could have been worse, where it could have mutated to a more deadly strain. Yeah, but I'm sure there are a lot of you who listen to that story. Like me, I'm sitting there going, what has happened over the past couple of years? You know, I had the COVID shot, I had COVID, um, and then dealt with pericarditis like just this past Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I never had heart problems before, so I wonder. Right. You know, now I'm going to be doing some more research to figure out what in the world. Yeah, and, and, and it's always good to check with your, your general yeah. practitioner, check with your doctor. These are the questions and conversations that you need to have when you need to decide whether or not you want to get the COVID-19 shot or any vaccine for that matter, based on your own personal health. Great story. Thanks, Tarek. Yeah, well, your community needs to, to, to look into it a lot more than, than the white community uh, because you guys were test subjects for... for Every fucking thing. Um, what, what, oh, my God. Do you think there's a correlation, V-Lynn? I mean, I, I mean do, do you really think so? <laughs> I, mean, now, I mean, come on. I mean, it's just a vaccine, right? Broadcasters are coming out and saying, well, whole, I mean, Megyn Kelly did the same thing. She was like, mm -hmm. I... You know, I'm now she has what an autoimmune disease. She's like, I got the COVID shot and I had an autoimmune disease. All these people that fell for that bullshit hook, line and sinker. And they were rah, rah, give me that Pfizer fucking ad money. And now they're like, oh, shit. They didn't give a fuck about the other either. That they, they pointed out in there was, well, we know the strains of COVID uh, got weaker as they mutated. But what was Fauci and everybody else telling, oh, there's a new variant. It's even worse than the one before. And everybody is, including you guys, including me and, and, and a lot of other people were like, what's a quote unquote virus that we've never, ever been able to look at under a fucking microscope? 
mutates, it gets weaker each time. But yep. you're telling me it's getting stronger now? And now that that little news clip is like, well, we know that they got weaker and weaker and we got these shots and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I'm I'm just glad I asked way before that. you. Ha- I'm glad you had your RSV shot because, Absolutely. you know, RSV is just so fucking dangerous and bad and so bad, so bad, so bad. Uh, well, OK, weaponize the fucking flu. Listen, if you thought that that last clip was um, mind blowing, Carl, check this one out. It wasn't until well, early it. February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. It wasn't until early February. Oh, we we didn't we didn't we didn't understand then that it was the flu. Rich white men controlling everybody around them. Yep. Yep. Who introduced viruses to computers? Oh, Mm -hmm. that feminine bitch that fucking takes it up the ass. That's who. (laughs) Last I I checked, isn't it weird that 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 Windows programs and and Windows operating system computers get all these viruses? Now I don't. I'm I'm pretty sure you guys run like a MacBook or or, or an we, Apple product, right? Well, we used to run in. Well, I run. So we do. We run both actually. Um, okay. One of our amazingly generous listeners built us a computer because he got frustrated with our technical difficulties. Um, so he built us and sent us a computer, um, which is Windows based, but it's fucking kick ass. So uh, it's it's. I can't even begin to explain, describe it. It's amazing. I don't know all the technical shit. I just know that my 17 year old computer fucking genius almost jizzed on it when we got it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we'll take that. We'll, we'll completely take that out of the equation. Yeah. Let, let's just say that never happened. <laughs> if you're a normal person running a Windows computer, just like I am, I, yeah. I run into problems. Uh, you, you constantly have to scan for viruses. When's the oh, last time you had to do that with an Apple product? You don't. You just shut down the, the windows and that's yeah. it. You just shut down viruses. your Apple product and, and reboot it and it's fine. Yep. Yep. Hmm. That's what happens. But, just saying. Um, yeah. But uh, Phil Gates. <laughs> he, he's yeah. a great guy, Phil Gates. Oh, yeah fucking thief anyway this one here's another one that's gonna blow your mind all right wait before we before we move on do you Mm -hmm. think bill gates has nipples that protrude and he he gets them licked or do you think he has those inverted nipples that never never formed which one which bill gates the one that was killed any of them india 
2012, I believe, or um, Kevin Klein and whoever replaced Bill Gates. Dude, you know that fucking Kevin Klein's playing Melinda. I don't know what the hell they're going to do when he goes to jail for raping those boys, but, um, you know. Let's just take at face value, like kind of would you rather, <laughs> right? So we're going to say this is real Bill Gates. Do you think he has inverted nipples or Audis? Definitely Audis. No, I'm going inverted. He's a cuck bitch. Haven't you he, seen? He, haven't you seen the 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 shot of him with like the man boobs and like the fucking you know razor cut nipples? Definitely, yeah. All I did was fucking tape Skittles there. <laughs> That's all he did. He's like, look, I got a taste the rainbow, bitches. <laughs> That's a possibility. Uh, speaking of. Speaking of nipples, I can't even believe that I'm using that as a segue right now. Leave <laughs> with the ghost, right? <laughs> Fucking quote. Oh, oh yeah, Mr. Pierce Nipples himself. Yes. Thank you for setting that up for me. This, I, I, I can't even believe this happened. Good news is the largest COVID vaccine study to date was just released. 99 million people from around the world. It found that there is an extremely rare but increased risk for certain neurological, heart, blood, and brain disorders after taking the vaccine. But how rare is okay? And how much more is it now identified in people than before the vaccine? And also, what about all the long COVID symptoms that people are presenting? Why didn't they ask the 99 million about that? Those are all really good questions, right? You know how I know? They're not mine. They come from my doctor, double board certified physician, long COVID clinical specialist at Terrain Health, Dr. Robin Rose. So you called me about this and said, boy, the headline makes it sound like you got nothing to worry about. The opposite is true. Why? So the background of the study is, is that they looked at, like you said, these 99 million people across 10 sites, eight countries, and they identified these very significant problems that were neurologic, cardiac, cardiac or hematologic uh, issues. But these are problems that with any therapeutic or vaccine that is coming out, you wouldn't want to see these issues, right? Or you wouldn't expect to see these issues. And if you did, you'd want to see them at a low rate. And there were a handful that were flagged, you know, as safety signals that were two to three times higher, you know, when they looked at, they were, you know, they had the expected versus what the observed outcomes would be. And they were two to three times higher anyway. So wait, what does that mean? What does expected versus observed mean? So when you, when you're rolling out, you know, a therapeutic, a treatment, a vaccine, you know, you expect maybe you'll have some side effects, mild, moderate, or severe side effects. So when they saw, you know, when they when they when they were looking at the data, they they knew that some of the side effects, that these serious side effects, the outcomes that were observed by the data collected by these 99 million people were higher than what they had expected. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. And you told yeah. me that as an analogy, you were like, if we were talking about like cancers or things like that, 
um, people would not be happy about what they're seeing in this study. How so? So this is what I mean. So when the headlines come out about about vaccine, right, versus COVID, the the vaccine, it's downplayed in a lot of ways, or the headlines downplay what's happening, okay? And the issue is, is that in our society and in healthcare in general, we always do care about the few or the rare things that happen, right? So, can you, you know, hit, can we, you hit pause real quick? Cancer screen, everyone that's 45. Absolutely. Why does this bitch constantly have to look up like she's searching for a fucking answer? With her eyes. Oh, is that because you're fucking lying? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I'm trying. Uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> I'll just shut up. Oh, no. Anyway. Amnesty. No amnesty. Yeah. I but digress. Listen Go to ahead. the difference of how they're presenting this study on Chris Cuomo's show versus how they did it on that mainstream media, what NBC affiliate or whatever it was. Right. Cause there, they were like, Oh, well, no, I mean, they completely, they downplayed it except that broadcaster was like, except I got pericarditis. So what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but here they're like, Hey, you know, these are way bigger numbers than what we would normally get out of a vaccine. Why isn't people looking into it coming from fucking Not Chris Cuomo's show? Um, what what uh, yeah anyway five years and older you know in the hundreds of thousands or millions of people that need to get screened because we're worried about the 32 out of every hundred thousand people that get it per year right same thing with women and cervical cancer you know 7.7 .7 females out of every hundred thousand per year get cervical cancer these are rarer fewer events that occur but we care about that we don't downplay them and we screen these people and we try to prevent it from happening. That was my point. And, he, and here we're saying it's an acceptable loss. And you made another good point to me, which is why didn't they, if they had this big uh, cohort to work with, why didn't they ask them about a lot of other things that clinicians like you are seeing and see how prevalent they are? Uh, well, what do you think the answer to your own question is? Right, so exactly. There's tens of millions of people out there that are screaming from the rooftop saying that after they had the vaccine, they have suffered just, you know, basic symptoms or not that basic, but not as severe as this, but symptoms that have impaired their activities of daily living. You know, they can't live the way they used to live on a daily basis. And those are things including, you know, chest heaviness, you know, persistent headaches every day, brain fog, post-exertional malaise, neuropathy, weakness, uh, new onset cardiac arrhythmias, uh, structural heart damage, autoimmune conditions, all these different things. I can name a hundred other things probably. You know, why are we not looking at mm. those things? The things that we are looking at in this study particularly are things that are super rare and very, very serious and life-threatening. Last thing. Uh, my producer just got in my ear, Ben, and said, hey, you know, the studies suggest that if you were vaccinated, you're less likely to get long COVID. Is that true in your experience? In our personal experience, what we're seeing is that's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. We mm -hmm. there we need a lot more data on that, but 
it seems that many patients that had long COVID that got vaccinated actually got worse instead of better in my experience and in a lot of my colleagues' experience that are taking care of these patients across the country. So I think that really has to be looked at a little closer. And Chris, there was a study too that just came out about pregnant women last week. And when you look at that study, over 51% of the women that were pregnant that went on to have long COVID were vaccinated. And 49%, so there it was it was a little bit more, you know, hedged more towards those patients right. who were vaccinated and went on to long COVID versus not. So this is something that again is multifactorial. There's multiple things at play. People have had multiple vaccines and multiple exposures to the virus. No shit. You only get long COVID if you got a vax. Because guess what? Long COVID doesn't exist if you're not vaxxed. You don't have long flu. You don't have long mono. You don't well, have long. So it depends on. Maybe I'm wrong. How they define long COVID. They say that long COVID is if you experience symptoms for more than two weeks. Okay. I remember being a kid and having the flu for like what seemed like a month. Exactly. Right? exactly. You know what I mean? And then the then you bounce back. The, the, and that's the difference. The difference is the recovery. So they're counting anyone that had COVID symptoms for more than two weeks as having long COVID, right? Like when I had COVID, even before they had, like I was like fucking patient zero in Savannah. Um, I was down for six weeks. I was down from February 15th until like April 8th. Like I was seriously ill. I went back to work after a week and a half, but I was still ill. Um, but once I basically got laid off or, you know, took a furlough because of they shut the whole world down um, and I slept for a week and then I started working out and I got healthy and I spent a lot of time in the sun and um, I lost a whole bunch of weight and I you know, a whole lot better. I got over it. It was fine. And I'm healthier now than I ever have been. But people that got the vax, they don't have that recovery. So like their long COVID is lasting months, if not years. Whereas people that were counted as long COVID that weren't vaccinated are over it and and through it. I, th I think you hit on a a very key point. You rested, you started to lose weight, you, mm -hmm. you took your health and what you're eating, exercising, doing this. They're sitting there, oh, well, I have a shot. I can still be 350 pounds and eat whatever I want and still be addicted to all this sugar and and, and what have you in, in the American diet. And my symptoms, they're just not going away. And it's like, you know, I, I was right there with you. Like, uh, I don't know, it was probably almost eight months before COVID actually existed. I don't hardly ever get sick. And I had this fucking bad chest cold. It lingered like a motherfucker. Like it was, it, it was bad. Like I was just like, to the point my, my wife was just like, you know, this isn't you. Like you probably should go to the doctor. Went to the doctor, got some antibiotics, yeah, you know, steroids, bada bing, bada bang. Then I uh, started making my own chloroquine, and next thing I know, 
I'm back. I'm back. And I don't, I haven't been sick since, you know, my, my wife supposedly, you know, it, it, if you test, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get positive, but she had yep. a test for work, self-test or whatever. She had a cold, whatever. I tested positive for COVID. Now I can't go to work. And I'm like, well, that sucks. You know, I tested positive once. Didn't have a fucking symptom. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they came out with that. Oh, you're asymptomatic. There's no, no fucking such thing as asymptomatic. You either have it or you don't. That's like saying, Hey, I'm asymptomatic. I with AIDS. Yeah. Okay. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Sorry. Well, check, I digress. It's okay. Check this out. This is a. I know you have chickens as well. Check this out. Yes. They gave some of these kids one egg a day, one extra egg a day, just one egg. Right. And they followed these guys for over a year, and they found that the ones who got the egg increased their IQ by fifteen points on average. What? Just one egg a day. At least one egg a day. You know, this is really important to your kids' development. That's, that's how vital and important animal nutrition is, and animal source nu- nutrients and fat and protein are. And and the bioavailability is all there. Like an egg is a perfect protein. It has all the proteins that you need in the exact proportion that you need them. It has all the fat and cholesterol that you need because it, that's all the nutrients that you need to grow a new animal life. Right? It's all right there, all packaged. They gave. One egg a day keeps the idiots away. Yeah. And and we're the same age. You remember growing up, eggs were bad, eggs were good, eggs were bad, eggs were good, eggs were bad. Constant, constant. It still and is. Then, yeah. And then, what was it, like a year or so ago, they tied in a study with the, the egg proteins and the yolks on how that was more beneficial and people uh, didn't suffer heart-related incidences with COVID yep. or whatever it was. Yeah. But it... Eggs are God put, perfect food. Yeah, God put these birds here on Earth for a reason. God put mm-hmm. every fucking animal here on Earth for a reason. Some you eat, some you don't, some you just raise for pets. Uh, sometimes uh, in hard times in Vietnam, you eat your pet. I don't know. Ask Barack Obama. He ate dog. I'm not sure. I'm not going to do it. But my dog, I know literally. Yeah, I, I know that I can go out there and get eggs. And I'm not talking the store bought kind. You go out, you, you, you harvest them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which isn't isn't hard. You know, you just pick them up and rinse them off and crack them open, make an omelet, put 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 it in your meatloaf. Whatever you want to do. Yep. The incredible edible egg. Yes. That that would that that was a fucking promo for a, a little while when we were we were kids. But um you 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 can't and even in a survival situation, Mick Mick would say this. Any bird, any bird, you can eat their egg. Oh, yeah. Not just a chicken. If you're in a survival situation and now it's not going to be a lot of food, you you stumble across a little robin egg and it it's still in its yolk egg, uh, stage, you can eat it. 
you know, it, it, well, you could probably eat it even after, but you know what I mean? Like depends on your mental stability and you're going to eat one that's kind of already deformed. Well, talk to the Chinese. They, they do that, but I'm not into that. <laughs> we eat a lot of eggs around here. I have so many eggs and I'm up to my asshole in eggs right now. It's ridiculous. So, um, it, it, it's not uncommon for me to wake up. And on a Saturday morning and eat a half a dozen eggs. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, if I make an omelet, the kids love, especially Liam loves omelets. If I make an omelet, it's minimum six eggs, you know, three cheeses, six eggs, fresh herbs, whatever. Uh, Leo said, our chickens stopped laying eggs this winter. So we brought some store-bought ones for the first time in a few years. Fucking gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway. I'm uh, I out with my chickens as well. But had, it's that time of year. It is. And I had a lot of first year chickens, so they didn't molt. So I didn't, you know, I didn't really lose. I mean, I only lost a couple layers as far as eggs go. Um, and they actually came through it really fast. Like I had one chicken come through molt in two months. That's like unheard of. So I think it's the electroculture. Anyway, <coughs> the one thing we don't use in our house. Well, not the one thing. A lot of things we don't use. We haven't used sunscreen in years. Years. Check this out. Johnson & Johnson is adding cancer-causing carcinogens to their sunscreens? That doesn't make any sense. Or does it? Let's take a look. Directly from the J&J website, they are doing a voluntary recall of Neutrogena and Aveeno sunscreen products due to the presence of benzene. According to the CDC, it is a chemical that is colorless, odorless, and highly flammable. What is it used to make? Lubricants, rubbers, dyes, detergents, drugs, and pesticides. And according to the American Cancer Society, benzene is known to cause cancer, specifically leukemia and other cancers of blood. So Johnny Boy, why are you adding it to our sunscreens? Well, if you look at their revenues, they have $81.6 billion in revenue, and only $14 billion of that is from consumer-facing products like Neutrogena and Aveeno. But the rest of all of this is from their pharmaceuticals and medical devices. And apparently, their growth is primarily led by its pharmaceutical business, specifically their sales of Imbruvka and Darzlex. But what does Imbruvka do? You guessed it. Treats leukemia. That's weird. That's suspicious. Johnson & Johnson is... Don't you find that suspicious? Just you find that suspicious? Creating the virus so that he can sell you the cure. Except there's never really a cure. At least not he's selling you. No. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to take a stab at the dark. You don't wear much makeup, correct? No, I wear a little mascara just because my eyelashes are blonde and that's it. Right. Makeup. Sometimes I wear lipstick, but that's it too. Right. So lipstick. I quit even putting lotion on my body. Because Cushy cream, Cush cream, that's it. Yeah, it. And this was kind of years ago. I I just happened to look at the back of a you know your your cocoa butter or whatever. Why why are they putting that that this is what started it all? Why are they putting um rubbing alcohol in there? Doesn't that dry your skin out? Mm -hmm. So I'm putting this on. And it's got rubbing alcohol in it. It's gonna make it feel like it's lubricated. Then it's going to feel dry again. I got to put it on again and again and again. And all these other chemicals that are in there. It. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't use sunscreen. I don't, I, I, I don't know. And I, 
I used to be white. Well, I am white as white can be. But when I was a young airman, I mean, I, I'd look at the sun and I'd, I'd burn. I'd look like a lobster. So, you know, I, under the impression, you know, you're 18, 19 years old. I got to put sunscreen on. So I'd put SPF 50 on, yada, yada, yada. And I, I don't know what happened. I just stopped using it. Yeah. And, I, and I'd start tanning. I might get a little sunburn here and there. You know, boom. When your skin feels hot, go in the shade. Yeah. Or put on a shirt. Or pull your pants up. Yeah, no shit. Mick used to be the same way. He used to, and he still does occasionally burn. You know, he'll burn like at the beginning of the summer. But then Mm -hmm. after that, you know, he's, he's good. But he works out in the sun, you know, all the time now. So he's got a good farmer's tan going on. Um, yeah, same here. I, I take my shirt off. Holy shit. You're like, <laughs> you turn the fucking spotlight on. Oh yeah. So show uh, me your arms, head and uh, some of your neck. Yeah. Swim. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there, Mick. I see him in the chat. Stop texting and driving. That's so bad. Stop doing that. Yeah, I'm calling the cops. Seriously. I'm a, I'm a cop caller, Mick. I That's something you didn't know about me. I'm a cop caller. <laughs> Call them all douchebags. Oh, so um, so I went to the grocery store this afternoon, which I won't even talk about that because fuck my life. It's so fucking expensive. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, again, I spent 70 bucks on fucking nothing milk and cream anyway um spent a hundred dollars a month and a half ago just to make chicken noodle soup right exactly that's 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 a poor man's food like like soup's poor yeah oh yeah but uh our little one liam he's not so little anymore he was like, where, as I'm leaving, he's like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm going to story. He's like, oh, can I come with you? Sure, absolutely. So we're driving down the road and we're listening to the radio. And he goes, uh, he asked me, he goes, so do you think Trump's going to win the election? Or he said, do you think Trump's going to be president again? And I said, well, I think they're going to try and do everything they can to stop him. And uh, he actually asked me a lot of questions about a lot of things. He asked me about Russia and Putin. Um, he asked me about why Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, he asked me about Israel and Gaza. And I you know, explained to him there's complex issues on both sides, on every side of every situation. It's nothing is black and white. You know, you look at the NATO expansion getting closer and closer to Russia after they specifically said they wouldn't. And then everyone's surprised, you know, well, why did Russia do that? Well, I don't know, maybe because you've been doing what you said you weren't going to do for decades now. Um, yeah, they, they got a little pissed off, but, uh, and then as far as Israel goes, he's like, well, you know, what about, what about Israel and and Gaza? And, you know, I'd like to, don't they deserve what they get? Well, okay. So you had 1500 people die in Israel, Gaza attacked them, but why was their border shut down? What happened to their security? It's It was literally the most secure border in the world. Why wasn't there any kind of response from the IDF for six hours? Um, why did they take all the guns away from those people beforehand? And now they've gone ahead and killed, what, 
tens of thousands of people in Gaza, that seems like a little bit of overkill, unless their entire plan was to just eliminate Gaza in the first place. And they set the whole thing up. So, because, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. What are you going to do? <laughs> I was wondering the direction you were going to go with this. <sighs> and this is what makes podcasting great is y- you can have two people that come into a conversation thinking that, wow, we're going to be on opposite sides of this. But then all of a sudden you, you let someone speak, you let the other person speak and you're like, wait, no, I think we're on the same side here. Like mm-hmm. Israel, it, the Israeli Jews of today are not the Jews of Jesus's time. They're not even the Jews of Jacob's time. No. Why? And the, the, the fact that you let the most, like you said, the most secure border, get the fuck out of here. Get mm-hmm. the, get the everlasting motherfucking out of here. Like, no. This yeah. is all set up. You're trying to be the bully in the region. They wanted to eliminate I, Gaza. Bibi's already yeah. come out and said that he he does not support. He will not go for a a two state region. He's just he one state. That's it. Their intention was always to eliminate Gaza entirely, which is okay. why they're killing tens of thousands of children because just wipe out the next generation and you don't have to worry about it. But but here's where here's where I always and I might ruffle a lot of fucking feathers right here. Yeah, we do that all the time. Why are are the Jews of today still considered God's chosen people? Just because you're you, because the Bible says the Jews are the God's chosen people. Which God? Right, right. But if we're going to go with Laman and his God and everything else. What makes you better than everybody else in this fucking world? Nothing. And it kind of ties back to the rich white people controlling people. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, listen to listen to this. And you know what? We're probably, I apologize. Well, we've been running a little bit longer lately because, um, you know, we used to go to 830 and then we would drop it. Um, for Josh to set up the show. And now we drop it early, although I didn't even have the Red Pill Project running today because Josh is sick. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're back to going to 8.30. I understand if you need to dip out though. And I was hoping that, that Mick would get back here so he could just jump in and you know say hi to everyone. However. Like stop being a dick and get in here. Seriously. But stop texting and driving and don't drive too fast. <laughs> All right. Listen to us. Hi, this is Dr. Chenick. I want to talk about the Epstein uh, pedophilia ring. What it really is, is a Mossad Israeli operative ring, which goes back decades and decades, all the way to the time even where the Liberty ship was attacked by Israeli planes, unmarked Israeli planes during the Six Day War, and Israel said they didn't do it. Well, that was a lie. Israel has not been our greatest ally. It's been our greatest enemy. They were also involved in 9-11 and the stand-down rule for which this deputy 
it confirmed that to me. Israeli Mossad operatives who I interrogated and threatened confirmed that to me, and I put away two Mossad operatives. The key to this Epstein problem of pedophilia is the fact that it goes back decades. Jeff Epstein was picked out by the Mossad as the proper agent of influence because, number one, he was grandiose. Two, he had some intelligence but came from a poor Jewish background, had no real education, did not speak a foreign language, and was so narcissistic that they could manipulate him up and down and create a false front for him, which involved the fact that he had multi-million dollars, multi-billion dollars. He may have no money. It's not even relevant. But to make sure that Jeffrey Epstein was working properly, they had an operative from the Mossad who was named Maxwell, the daughter of Robert Maxwell, one of the greatest crooks in the world, who was an Israeli Mossad operative. When he died in 1991, he was either killed or he died. He was one of the biggest contributors to Israeli national security than anybody else. So his daughter was the control operative of Jeff Epstein. At the same time, we had Nexium in New York City, which was run by a non-Jew named Renier, but controlled by two Jewish women, the Bronfman family. And they, in turn, were propagating pedophilia. Now, why is pedophilia so lethal? From an intelligence point of view, from my point of view, as an intelligence operative and a counterintelligence operative, one of the most disgusting things that you can do in the intelligence world is to double you up or co-opt you through the use of a honey trap, but not only a, an adult honey trap, but a child. When you use a child, you pretty much terrorize that child so that you know anybody who's gotten involved with pedophilia cannot speak out, the child can't say anything, and it's a legitimate way to denigrate both the operative and the problem itself, the children. Nevertheless, the Mossad incurred so many operatives that were involved with pedophilia under the Epstein ring and under the Nexium with the two Bronfman daughters that you're talking about thousands of people. Now, it also goes all the way up into the presidency. It goes into the Bush family, Bush Jr., Jeb. It goes into Clinton's, as we know, Hillary, Bill Clinton, who's a pathological liar to the nth degree, to Obama, who had a history of homosexuality and pedophilia, all the way down to the Bushes and beyond that. So what the Israelis did under the tutelage of two brilliant Mossad chiefs, Khalevi and Yatom, both of whom used pedophilia as a honey trap to in, in, encapsulate any one of our operatives in America. Jeff Epstein was a willing operative. He willingly was involved in pedophilia. The Israelis knew that. They created his storyline. They made believe he was a billionaire. Wexner was the theoretical backup man to him. And ironically, he was in Bear Stearns, which was another corrupt Jewish firm that went under, along with Drexel Burnham, another corrupt Jewish firm. So we have a lot of corruption here, which goes all the way back to 9-11, when we had Jews like Silverstein, who had the lease to the World Trade Center. We had Lowry. We had Lauder. And we had Eisenberg, all of whom were involved in the stand down and the false flag of 9-11. So from 9-11 on, Trump understood that the Israelis had been involved in an intelligence service and in compromising America. He never forgot that. And what he did 
blatantly was to turn around and on, on a certain day, he decided he was going to indict every one of the Mossad operatives, as well as the Israelis, on charges of pedophilia. Not on charges of spying, because that wouldn't work. But Acosta, the Secretary of Labor, was correct when he said that Epstein got off of the prosecutor's indictment in Florida because he worked in the intelligence service. Now, it's not only the Mossad that's involved, clearly the CIA was involved. And it was the old CIA and not the present CIA. Why do I say that? Because the heroes of this picture is not only Trump and the White House, but it really involves what I consider to be my deep state, which is what I've talked about for 20 years, the people at the NSA, the NRO, the NGA, the CIA, the new CIA, and other intelligence organizations, which blew this operation apart over the past 10 to 20 years. Because in their NSA sweep of our telephones, or the metadata, as they called it, they had picked up Israeli compromises all over the United States and in the world. What we have now is a real problem with Israel. And Israel had been placed on notice because our ambassador, the Jewish ambassador there, as well as Kushner, have made a very clear statement. Israel, you're on notice. If you do not make a peace treaty with the Palestinians, there will be more serious repercussions than you imagine. The beginning of the takedown of your Mossad operatives, who were all present, and we will put them in prison, is just the beginning of what we can do to the future of Israel. Now, as a Jew, I am not proud what American Jews have done. For the most part, I find them to be arrogant, ignorant, totally devoid of any world culture, totally devoid of understanding what happened to us in the Holocaust, totally devoid of understanding what Israel is really about. And it isn't the sanctimonious state that people think it is because I was there in the 1980s when they created Hamas. I was there when the generals were terrorizing Palestinians and the Intifada was created. But let me quote to you my rabbi, and it turns out to be a family member, Soloveitchik, who said, in order to be a good Jew or a good human, you have to follow the righteous way and avoid evil. Thank you and good night. There's a lot to uh, unpack there. What is that, Jill coming in to fucking save his ass? Please shut off the computer. <laughs> Who the fuck's this guy? Hey, what's up, dude? What's <laughs> that, motherfucker? Did you take your T-shirt off? Put that shit back on. Oh, my God. We can't see what you're doing. Look, when I take my t-shirt off, it's like... I have inverted nipples. Whoa! That was a little bit more information than we needed. <laughs> What's up, fuckers? <laughs> Mick made it. How was your meeting, babe? It was a meeting. Yeah? Who's coming to St. Patrick's Day? Uh, you don't know, do you? No, sure don't. You, you might want to be here. There's a uh, rather uh, large musical group that will be here. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Dropkick Murphy's? No, no, they never. Come. No, they never come. They do their own thing up in Boston and Fog and Molly's does their own thing because I've in tried. Arizona. I have tried to get them. I have done. I've reached out. I said, look, we have the third largest parade in the country. There's no way that you're going to skip this. If you, uh, they do their own. They each have their own individual things that they do on St. Patrick's Day. I get it. 
I was pissed because St. Patrick's Day this year is being celebrated on the 16th Saturday. and not the 17th, mm -hmm. which really pisses me off. Yep. But now I can't. I can't. He's sworn to secrecy. I am sworn to secrecy. I'm not allowed to tell. Mm -hmm. Yep. He, he didn't even tell me last year that Conor McGregor was going to be here. That's true. Well, I, I already know. I already know the band. It's Creed. Now, when was the, the last time that they were actually even, I mean, relevant? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was the last what, time? Wasn't the was one band from, from, from Canada? Um, oh, you mean Creed? <laughs> no, the other one. The, the one that. Candlebox? No, the one that everybody fucking hates. From Canada. Yeah, uh, Kroger. Is, <laughs> no. no, I just read that. I, I'm dead. I, yes, Yanni is a real thing. Taylor Swift and the Chiefs. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We wouldn't do that. Come on, no, no. not Yanni. No, no. It, it, uh, the fucking Chad Kroger is the lead singer. Nickelsack. Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelsack. <laughs> no, no, Matt Nickelback uh, will not be in Savannah. Okay, <sighs> there, there. This parade is though now four and a half miles long. Hmm. Just so you are all aware, from start to finish, it is four and a half miles long. I was like, God, we've added, uh, we added, I think it's uh, fifty-two entries this year that we did not have last year. And we had 237 entries this last year, or 257 entries last year. This year we have 300 and fucking 33. Really, 333? Four miles long. 333. Yep, that's a hell of a number. That is a hell of a number. Mm. I said the same thing. I was like, "Wow, three threes, mm. half a six, 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 three thirty-three. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna celebrate seven twenty. So if you ain't got it, motherfuckers." You want to get hot? We've already done that twice on this show. I, I don't care. We're going to do it again. I know because um, Mick just spent a whole bunch of bunch of time with um, some of those white bunch people of old that we people. were talking about. So those old white people. those old white people. Mick, Mick, you're gonna you're you're gonna want to turn the volume up because I know I've had to. It. She she keeps the volume so low. I'm like sitting here going, "What the fuck is?" Well, you told me when we have a guest on, I need to keep the volume yes, here. You do. Yes, you do. because otherwise he's blasting. So I've been turning it up and down with the clips. Oh, okay. So chill the fuck out. Oh, just bl blast me. I Look, I'm a vet. He's a vet. We're deaf. We're deaf. Huh? No. Huh? You know, the worst, you know, the worst people to understand that are vets, which I don't get. Why are we so hard headed about being deaf? Because we're stubborn. We're stubborn assholes. We, we we don't want to admit defeat. If we admit we're deaf, blind, and can't smell or taste, then we lost the war on COVID. You have long COVID. Speak for yourself. You have long COVID. If you can't smell or taste, that's on you. Well, I can smell and I can taste. I can smell good wheat and I can taste good wheat too. <laughs> I was just giving you shit, I, just because I could give you shit. Yeah, I gotcha. I came so in late, so I is, need to give you shit. Is this uh, is this band gonna perform? 
during the parade, or are they just gonna like ride around and wave at people? No, they're gonna ride around wave people. I think they're performing at the uh, function after the one that we go to. Well, I don't know if we're going to go to it this year because we'll have Cisco and Lindsay. because I can. Only oh shit! I know who it is. It's Queen. Oh. <laughs> Freddie Mercury's coming back from the dead, and he's going to perform. Well, fuck! It might be Elvis. Shit! <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go that route, let's go with Elvis, right? Or Chris Cornell. I personally would rather listen to Elvis. That's just me. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree to disagree on that one. I'd rather listen to Freddie Mercury than than Elvis. I would too. I don't know that little queer. I don't know if he could do it for me. I'm just saying he doesn't hit my gaydar. <laughs> he could open his mouth really wide. That's immaterial. <laughs> I'm sorry, I guess I don't look at that as a... In guys, I guess I don't look at that as a good thing. Amy Winehouse? Sinead O'Connor? <laughs> Jimi Hendrix? Oh, is... Uh, Jimi Hendrix is a dude. Is Morgan Freeman going to come out as as uh, Jimi Hendrix? I, I think so. That could be it. You, you've heard that conspiracy theory, right, Ghost? That Jimi sure Hendrix... Have. Is Morgan Freeman? Yep. And the uh, the the late great Rush Limbaugh was actually uh, Jim Morrison. What? <laughs> no, you I, never heard that one? No, 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 no. no. Oh yeah, yeah. Go back and and look at uh, like photos from when Jim Morrison was young. No shit. There's really, not many pictures of Rush. But then you mesh them together as they get older. Yep, Jim Morrison never died. He just turned into Rush Limbaugh. That's that's a steep one. I mean, at least Jimi Hendrix and Morgan Freeman almost look alike. So so do so do Rush and and Jim Morrison. I don't think Rush and Jim Morrison look anything alike. You're You're thinking of late Rush and early Jim. Hmm. No, I'm thinking about Jim right before he died, Jim. Yeah. That was, and then, that was still early. So yeah. really and, and, and then you, late Jim. right around the time um, Rush Limbaugh pictures would kind of come out of who he looked like. See, yeah. yeah Rush look. Limbaugh started doing sports for Chicago sports radio in uh, Chicago, Illinois, broadcasting for the Cubs. He was a huge, diehard Cubs fan. And I he thought it was KC. Or maybe it was the Royals. Yeah, it was the Royals. Now that you think about it, it was the Royals. Because he was doing their their back, back room. At first, he started just mm-hmm. doing numbers. And then he started broadcasting. So, oh, man. Yeah, Steve. B. Bob. Come on. Yep. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, okay, well, I'll have to go look it up. I haven't heard that one. That's the first time I've heard that one. I have not heard the fucking Rush Limbaugh and fucking Jim Morrison. I haven't yeah. heard that. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Morrison was CIA. Well, mm-hmm. his, his dad. Dad. Yeah. I mean, so was Jimmy Hendrix. No, so was Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix's dad, Hendrix's dad was in the was Navy the Army. Was no, no, that was no. He Jimmy Hendrix's dad was in the Army. Um, Morgan Freeman was in the Air Force. 
yes, Morgan Freeman was in the Air Force, but uh, the one you're thinking of is um, I know the one you're thinking of, and it's not okay. It's not Jimi Hendrix. Trust me. All right. I know exactly who you're talking about, but it's not Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Well. All right. Well, it is time to get out of here because uh, we're coming up on eight thirty. Thank you for fill, filling in, Ghost. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Oh, it no, thank, thank you for having me. Love coming on here. Love you? doing this. Yeah. What's that? Where can everybody find you? Oh, in America? Pimp your shit. No, pimp your fucking show, dickhead. Third Eye fucking... <laughs> right. The my Cunt friend. Show, my favorite title ever. Matter of fact, run your streamer across the, sh the screen. I, I want to see this. The Cunt... Right. I, I see it on Instagram all the fucking time. Well, I can't, I can't run the streamer right now, but you can find me, Ghost, at M3E, My Third Eye, M3E Media, and uh, I do... My weekly Wednesday episode, I cut the tavern out. I do cunt, which is the conspiracy underground news team. It's two lips coming together. Sometimes we're tight together. Sometimes we're a little bit loose. Sometimes we have guests. They're called bean of the week. You know, got to flick the bean every now and again. Uh, we're a lip above. But, hey, you know, you can find my show. Uh, hair lip. Anyway. <laughs> What's that? A cunt hair lip above. Yeah, yeah, cunt hair. Yeah, cunt oh, shit. How how close was it? Oh, it's a cunt hair. Um, but uh, RCH, yeah, find find my show anywhere uh, you stream your podcast. You can find me on uh, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. However, I will say Patreon <laughs> finally fucking stepped up their game. They now have an app. So just download the app on Patreon. You can sign up. It's so much easier to listen to than the old ways. Um, other than that, I mean, if you want conspiracy themed soap, dangerousworldpodcast.com, all natural, 100% American made. And I mean, you can eat it. If you want to eat it, I, I wouldn't recommend it. But hey, it makes my butthole smell so good every fucking morning. I use it every day. And, so uh, yeah, but if you if, but if you like wash your kids' mouth, do people still wash their kids' mouths out with soap? Like you probably wouldn't want to use that. I don't one. think they do. Apparently not. My mom and dad would but, use that one. Yeah, but don't use this soap because it'll taste good. I like. I've had soap shoved in my mouth more times than I can count. Um, do you know what Irish Spring tastes like <laughs> with a little bit of hot sauce? Dumb. Oh, it's fucking horrible. nasty. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the worst. Uh, the old bars of ivory. Do you remember the ivory dove bars? Oh my god! My I've, grandmother, oh, the square ones. Mm -hmm. My grandmother would shove that shit in my mouth. Did you just I got bloody teeth from getting a fucking yep. bar of soap shoved in my mouth when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, oh, fuck that one. That that's an adult tooth. It's not coming back out. Like, what the fuck? Oh Thanks. yeah, obviously. Yeah, Lindsay. Exactly. Clearly, it didn't work for any of us. No. Look, my son, all. my all. son, my oldest son, in front of my his grandparents, well, on the phone, dropped the f bomb. Mm -hmm. And my father said, oh, "Are boy. you gonna?" My father said, "Are you gonna do anything about that?" And I said, "Why the fuck would I do anything about anything?" <laughs> and he said, "Touche." Because we're not hypocrites. <laughs> Look, my oh. kid will fucking swear. Okay, he's gonna cuss. What? He's old enough to do it. I told him, look, the day you can start cussing is the day you're willing to take that ass beating. He's he, like, what do you mean? 
I said, the day you're willing to let another man kick the shit out of you because of the way you talk to him, especially if he's bigger than you, that's the day you can cuss. If you're not willing to take that fucking ass beating, don't open your fucking mouth. Because somebody might take exception to that. Somebody might fucking walk over and say something to you. And he might be a lot bigger than you are. And at that point, you've got to make a choice. Is this worth it or is or am I dead? Because one of the two might actually happen. Oh just, shit. We used to we used to just go with the old uh either fuck him or feel him. Well, see, that goes the wrong way these days. That's a really <laughs> bad connotation. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mick, Mick, you know, anytime your energy and my energy cross, we're, we're going veteran fucking gangster style shit. These days, you know, if you say some shit like that, you might get the actual response like, wait a minute. Don't tempt me with Fuck, a good yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, but- no, no, that's not what I was talking not, about, not kid. We're going, not not what we're I was going, talking about. No, 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 so, no, no, no. Anyway. You see your mother and father. We are two different sexes. There's a reason for that. Only two. Two genders. Anyway. Have you tried the fresh mouth toothpaste yet, Ghost? No, I have not. Okay. It, did you hear that there's a lawsuit going on about fluoride? Yes, I did. I did yeah. hear that. Yeah, in yeah. fact, a lot of states are starting to uh, like dip out of the fluoride game because they're afraid of getting sued now. And uh-huh. um, so now light is starting to be shown more on that. Uh, the whole fluoride is poison scam. So uh, Wait, you mean we're not conspiracy theorists? Not, again? Again. No. We're right again. again. We're right again. So listen, y'all, and and of course, you know, all that most of the fluoride toothpaste that are out there, like the Hello Fresh and whatnot, they all got bit, bought out by, by Colgate. Yeah, Colgate. The big, the big manufacturers. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so you, you cannot trust them. Uh, Freshmouth.life. It is the best fluoride-free toothpaste out there. It's a nano silver fluoride-free toothpaste. Um, so yeah. Which has very strong antibiotic antibiotic antibiotic. Antibacterial, antibacterial qualities yep. as well as healing qualities. Yeah, it'll restore your enamel. Yes. So, yeah, it look, is he's wearing well his government as the virus t shirt for you. They are. Yes. They so. are the virus. I'm the yeah. cure. Well, that's the cure. Well, so, you're a vaccine. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. What I have is uh, the, shot, point, the, five, the, same, six, the shots point, that we were two, talking two, about earlier. Millimeter. We've been talking about the the shots that cure all night. I was thinking about the 7.62. That works too. 308 millimeter. Jacket. Yeah. That shot, that shot will work too. Metal jacket. Anyway. And a long ways away. Either way, we'll be back tomorrow night, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You can check her out tomorrow morning at 08 for the good book. And the lovely Liliana comes on at 905, both on our channels and her channels. So jump in. Ghost, do you want to broadcast your your show over here? Sure. Seriously. I'm dead serious. We're doing a thing. I mean, you kind of knew Justin. Um Shit, why not? Um, you're always on our channel, and uh, we're we're doing daily reruns and shit like that. Yeah, and we'll you, you said you're you moving the mix. You said you're moving your new show to Sunday, right? Well, we try to record live on Sunday. Yeah, what time on Sunday? Uh, yeah, sure, one, three, five. I don't know. Okay, 
Sure. It's, it, it's hard to get two Pisces in the same room to agree on some, some shit. I got you. No, that's when you got to grab them by the balls and say, all right, 10 o'clock Sunday morning, we will start. No, well, sometimes I have to grab my own self by the balls because I'll be like, fuck 10 o'clock. I want to record at three because I'm being a lazy piece of shit. And I ain't getting out of bed. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk off air. And yeah. uh, thank you for, for, for having me back. And I love coming on here. And uh, God damn, that goatee. Thank God you're not back in the uh, the uh, the old Roman times because they used to have goatee robbers. I know this is like the epic. It, he's, it, he's about to. It, I have make to shave it, it again for because um, well, I am going to nip it because it's going to. I'm going to do the full classic Irish beard, so it will go all the way around here, back up the chin line, and all of this uh-huh. will be bald. And then I'm going to dump it all for the summer, and then regrow it again to get rid of the gray because I'm trying this copper thing out and I read a whole bunch of shit on it. Supposedly, if you've already got gray, you can't turn that. So you got to get rid of it. And the, it, for instance, you got gray in your beard. The reason you mm-hmm. have gray in your beard is because you have a copper deficiency. So yes. the only way you get it back is you take this supplement that we've been taking now for a while. And I have noticed a difference. So I, I can tell you it works. However, I can also tell you that I've got to shave all this off because it's got to go for the new stuff that's going to be darker to come in. So I got to, it's a shave and regrow period. Okay, fine. It's the summer. It's perfect. It's going to be balls hot down here soon anyway. I mean, balls hot. I'm actually going to kind of call you out. It's a a pH uh, deficiency. No, actually, we read this whole thing. No, 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 really. No, no, like uh, the the pH of a woman's vagina is a little different, so it stains our hair white. And, you know, there's no way around that. You know, it's a little more acidic sometimes. Sometimes it's more alkaline. Not when your wife Um, uses Shore. All right. Right. It's pH balanced for a woman. (laughs) Right. But strong enough for a man. (laughs) For a man. (laughs) So so quit either either you 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 flaunt the gray right here on your chin and say, Hey, yeah, I please my wife, or you hide it. Take your pick. I'm not gonna hide it. I'm just gonna fix the imbalance in my body. That's all. I'm just gonna right. fix. I, I know. I'm. I'm just fucking with you. Obviously. I know. Chin right. condoms. Chin yes. Condoms. <laughs> Chin condoms. Chin condoms. Lead it to another Air Force guy that fucking right. Chin hit the hit the outro already. Okay. Chin condoms. <laughs> Got on a train wreck. It is Thursday. Off the rails is coming up on Belushi's Thursday. You got it. All right. We are getting out of here. We will talk to you guys later. For the Mick. And V-Lynn. And Ghost. Peace, bitches. Thanks for watching, y'all. Adios. We out.
bears and alligators. But once you get to the gate, you can't depend on your waiters. Cause you'll be over your tater. I'm talking growing tomatoes. Feeding the worms, I fish with later. I'll have a fish stick plate over a six foot grave. Before I take a knee as our anthem played. My hands on my heart, I stand on what I say. And my second amendment handles what I can't. I ain't trying to be Billy Badass or talk shit. I'm just saying, there's the line. Don't cross it. I got a red Fuck around and find out. I love my country, love my. 